shooter, Brown. And Brown might throw it in, take the touch pass to the corner. Looks like Duncan's going to make a cut off a screen to the left corner. That's my guess. Yes. There it goes. Inside it goes to Lamb. He squares up for the shot. You know, so let's uh, let's get some you know rest for this guy here. It's not late. It's not late. What y'all? <laughs> I know Billy's out in California. He's oh always, yeah, he's living. I'm like life, midnight. Man. Sure, why not? Oh Don't my be. gosh. That's why I think the games for people are going to whine about the game. I'm like, man, I'm gonna eat dinner. I'm gonna sit down. Perfect time. Seven o'clock. I'm oh all about that. It's a good time for me. Yep. So we have with us tonight assistant coach for your VCU Rams, JD Byers. Uh, so real quick, what do, what do the guys call you? Call you coach, JD? What what? What do they call you, first off? Yeah, mo most of these guys call me JD. It's been uh, – it's gone through uh, a lot of different things over the years. It was Coach B when I right. first started, um, which ironically, that's what the players at Virginia Tech call my wife now. Right, um, right. Because they all, they all <laughs> called her Jenkins, uh, which was her last name, but now she's Coach B. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've, it's been Coach Byers when I was at Rice, and then since he's been at VCU for the most part, it's been JD, which I'm, I'm fine with. Uh, as long as there's a level of respect there. Uh, the name doesn't really matter. I know there's some people like Coach Martelli's dad uh, was huge on not calling me coach. I think he wrote right. a whole book about it. Um, <laughs> so everybody has a different uh, feeling about that. But uh, most of these guys call me JD. Yeah, no, no, that's good to get get on that level. So JD, thanks for hopping on with us. Um, yeah, yeah, your your time is valuable. So uh, there's a couple things going on for you. Obviously, you're probably just coming in from practice. I would guess. Um, yep. Probably have an early morning tomorrow and, and run through and all that. Um, so, yeah, first off, how are the guys? How are their nerves? You know, what, what's the feeling? What's the vibe out there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is so unique. Um, you're not used to getting to an NCAA tournament venue this early. Uh, we came in Sunday night after the selection show. We bust in from Dayton, which, you know, was a, an easy drive in and a nice situation that we could get here, uh, you know, without having to get on the plane. But once we got here, it was testing, uh, kind of isolation for close to 24 hours, test again. So, you know, the nerves of waiting for that test is obviously uh, something that's hard to explain. Uh, we've done it so much, uh, but now that you're at this time of year, it's really just uh, the, the importance is so heightened because there is no tomorrow if, uh, if you get the wrong results. So, right. yeah, I think the guys have been great. You know, Monday was a chance to just kind of get them back out on the floor after the disappointment of Sunday. And we've yeah. had three really good practices tonight. We were at the venue, which was uh, that we'll oh, play on great. Saturday night, which is great. And uh, we're just trying to ramp it up as the week goes along. But uh, I, if the guys are anything like I am, we're just ready to play. Like it's just been a, it's been a long week, but uh, the alternative uh, is, is obviously not as good as this, uh, this situation. Right. Yeah, definitely. Long week, long year. I mean, long season. It's been insane from South Dakota to here. I mean, it, it's it's 
it's from our side of things it's just been super impressive how how y'all have handled it and just all of that um and yeah so you came in um and just wanted to quickly hit this uh you 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 guys got to dance that that first season right when you came in with mike no um, was, so the first season we didn't um you know the first season was a year of transition uh oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know i i really believe with that team we had, I think, nine new guys or eight new guys and, and obviously a new staff. I believe by the end of the year we could be pretty good. And I think the way we played Rhode Island in the quarterfinal game right. of that year, I felt like we should have won that game and could have won that game. And I felt oh, yeah. like we were finally playing the way that team could play. But we had a lot of injuries um, and a lot of things that you go through. But our second year, obviously, yeah, that second the league, year, yep. yeah and going to the NCAA tournament. So this is, uh, this is our second time. Last year, obviously, was a uh, – was a wash for everyone, uh, which was, you know, disappointing. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, go Real ahead, Billy. On that, on just on that note, obviously Marcus got hurt, um, and you know, looking back, that you know he was the best player or the most productive player on the team. Do you think even if he's healthy, was that a tough matchup, or do you think the game would have been totally different with the healthy Marcus and everything? I, I think that you know, first of all, it was remarkable that the kid even went out there I mean that's a six to eight week type of injury the bone bruise that he suffered in that quarterfinal game and in one week later uh you know we tipped off and and he's out there playing I think UCF was a really good team um you know they obviously had multiple guys that had potential and, and did play some in the NBA um you know Taco Fall is just yeah. you know it's just a it's something you can't simulate and i know yep. people got brooms out there trying to simulate how <laughs> tall he is like literally he was you know the the rule is if you're a secondary defender and you're in the circle if you don't leave your, leave your feet and there's contact it's automatic foul but how do you ref a guy that when he puts his hands up his hands are at the rim yeah. you just assume <laughs> as a referee that he has left the floor so uh it was a tough matchup I do believe that Marcus looked really good to start the game. And I think as he wore down some, I think we lost some confidence. I mean, we had a, we had a great start and then, uh, you know, offensively, a lot of things ran through him. So when that kind of, he wasn't able to really get by his guy and they were really good defensively. I think it, it took some momentum away from us and uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's just awesome that he was out there. I mean, I was of course so proud to be his coach that day and, and to watch him go out there and compete. Yeah, and to carry that forward, so to to you know, in a couple couple nights, um, you know, we're kind of not in the exact same situation, but we got some injuries on the on the players, and um, I mean, Joe Lenardi, uh, you know, is out there talking about um, you know, bones a little bit, and so yeah, we wanted to know just how how the health is of the team, and you know, are we coming into this, you know, as 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 healthy as we can be? Yeah, I, I feel like we're getting closer. I mean, uh, you know, bones has been battling stuff the whole second half of the year that most people don't know about, um, you know, what Vince has been going through yeah. has been, uh, you know, a lot of different things. Uh, it, it, there's been a lot of guys. I mean, the, the reality is when you get to this time of year, it's very rare that it, everyone is a hundred percent, but I do feel like we're getting closer and, um, you know, excited to have everybody out there together um, and, and hopefully uh, playing at a high level. Yeah, and matchup-wise, no Taco Fall this time. But, yeah, talk about any kind of key matchups that, that you're, um, you know, zoning in on and focusing in on. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult um, team to kind of just hone in on one guy. I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, Chris Duarte is, a, is an NBA player. Um, he's going to play in the NBA. He's, he's phenomenal. 
but you know, when you have five starters that all average, you know, double figures, uh, they all shoot the three very well. They shoot almost 38% from three. Uh, you know, they really don't start a, a true traditional center with, um, you know, the kid Amarori as, as their, as their center at six, six or whatever, but, you know, handles the ball like a guard, shoot threes off the bounce can, can get by you. It's, it's obviously, uh, you know, in some ways a very challenging situation, but, uh, you know, for the strengths that they have, they, they also have some weaknesses just like every other team, and we have to be ready to, t- to take advantage of those. Um, but when you look across the board, when you look on paper, you say they got five really good players. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Reminds me of St. Bonaventure, just five. Bonaventure, solid. Yeah, Bonaventure, yep. same way, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and listen, um, everybody has their own philosophy how they do things. And uh, they, they suffered some injuries early in the yep. year that's put them in, in this situation. Obviously, they had, you know, one of the best players in the country as an incoming freshman that got hurt uh, in Neftif Valley. So, you know, you just you just kind of look around and say, uh, you know, this is what they got. And just very similar to Bonaventure, they're going to throw those five or six guys at you. They're going to come at come at you for 40 minutes and you have to be ready. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, look forward to it. Um, but before we get to too many of the hard-hitting questions, I just wanted to level set everybody watching, listening in on, um, you know, who JD is. And that's why we wanted to get you on the, the podcast is, uh, I mean, Billy's been singing your praises all, I mean, literally all year. At the be- beginning of the year, he's just been For in my ear. Four years now, four years Well, now. I mean, yeah, I, seriously. Well, um, Mac's be- Mac, this is all clarity. Mac yeah. is the man. Yes. And Mac, bless, like I said, from day one, it's like JD is a guy. Like I love, love, love. So instantly, you had a lot of credibility beyond being a coach and doing a good job and all that. Max, a guy. Yeah. Yep. Mac and so been, uh, Mac's been awesome. Yep. And so the guy behind the guy is what I like to call you. Um, one of the main cogs to seeing what we see actually on the court, right? And so for the past, you know, few years, handful of years, to some degree, just like the quality of players that we see on the court. So tell us a little bit about just you know, you being the integral behind the scenes part of the system of the well-oiled, you know, VCU Rams machine. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're first of all, and most people that are watching this or, or listening probably know, I mean, we we're just very fortunate to work for one of the best in the business, not just as a basketball coach, but just as a person. So, yeah. you know, Mike is, is awesome. Um, you know, he really gives us a lot of responsibility. Uh, that's all of us, but you know, Brent and uh, Jamal is as assistants as well. Like, I think the best thing is we work really well together and um, we each have our individual strengths, but, you know, I've been on a lot of really good staffs. I think the thing about this staff is I work with guys that can really do everything. They can all recruit, they can all coach um, and they don't have egos. Whereas, you know, if one of us has a certain responsibility, we're really all chipping in and helping, Um, you know, people always want to take, you know, credit for getting a commitment from a kid. The reality is, we're all having conversations with that kid. One person might have the lead, but it takes all of us. And, you know, I think that's the unique system that Coach Rhodes has built. And, um, you know, so I'm just lucky to be a part of it. Um, I try to work really hard at it. I'm like the other guys every day. Um, I know there's a proud tradition here at VCU. And uh, I know when we got picked ninth this year and Richmond got picked first. Uh, the reality is there was some former assistants and former people that felt a certain way about that. And I felt a certain way also. And, uh, you know, so to don't, don't, don't forget the coaches have chips on their shoulder also, right. just like players and, uh, and fans and fans. Yeah, no. And, uh, listen, I love our fan base and last year was really tough. We, we, we took as a staff, we took a lot of abuse. Um, 
you know, but what I loved about it is you guys want us to win. And, uh, you know, just know that every day, 365, you know, we're doing everything we can to, to make you guys proud and, and to bring home uh, a winning program, but also guys you guys are proud of. And, um, you know, that, that's really what I care about. I care about the kids. Um, I care about our fan base, our administration. And uh, that's, it's really as simple as that. There's nothing else egotistically that goes into this outside of making, making you guys proud and, and doing right by these kids. Yeah, no, that's great stuff. Um, yeah, definitely. I wanted to get really quick, look, your background, kind of where you came from and all that. Um, just really, uh, the big question I have is, where's your love affair with Coach Rhodes begin? Like, I, I see all these connections, like, hey, you know. It wasn't a love affair because the guy chose a different player than me. Um, so there you go. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. He recruited me at Randolph-Macon. Uh, he had recruited my high school teammate the year before. The kid was 6'8", uh, was a good player and went to Macon. And I think he was a little hesitant about me because I think I reminded him a little bit of himself. I, I had a little bit of, well, I had a lot of cockiness. Um, you know, <laughs> I had, a, I, I played with a certain swag and mm -hmm. I think Mike did as well. Uh, even yeah. though we all try to hide that as we get older because, uh, you know, we're coaches and we, we're trying to teach guys how to play the right way. So he ended up taking a player uh, instead of me. And I, I kind of said in the moment, like, forget that guy. Like if he doesn't believe in me, <laughs> Well, I ended up going to his alma mater yep, yep. and uh, chasing his records the whole time I was right. there. And obviously, Mike, phenomenal player, 2,000-point score, won a national championship. So I had a lot to live up to. But, um, you know, my, my second year at a coach – or second year at a school, I came back to Lebanon Valley as an assistant. Yep. And in September of that year, I ran into coach at John Carroll High School in, uh, in Maryland. And we sat there and talked, and actually Jimmy Martelli was his assistant at the time, and Jimmy and I were close from playing against one another. And uh, he was at Dickinson when I was at Lebanon Valley. Right. And, you know, it just came to find out, you know, to happen that Jimmy ends up going to Robert Morris and coach called Coach McAllister, and that's how I ended up with, with Coach. And uh, so he left me to go to VCU, uh, but right. he left me in good hands with Nathan Davis, who came in at Randolph-Macon, and then uh, I got into Division One and Honestly, coaches helped me every step along the way. He helped me get to St. Francis. He helped me get to, to uh, Radford. And, uh, you know, the day he got the uh, Rice job, he called me and he said, are you in? That was it. That was the, that was the question. Actually, it was a text. I'm, I'm going to Rice. Are you in? And I'm like, yeah, I don't even know where Rice is, but I'm going. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I never. So we're between the bean and the salsa, right? I mean, yeah, are you talking, like, yeah. are you talking about going out Houston. to eat or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been to Houston for the Final Four, and that was it. And uh, I love my three years in, in Houston, but that's how it all connected. And uh, if you look at the, the coaching tree that he has that extends into Coach Smart, that, you know, extends all, it's it's all about connections and relationships. And I think if you treat people the right way, you, you know, in my case, work really hard for Coach and be a good person, um, you know, it takes care of itself. So that's where it all started. Like I said, it didn't start as love, right. uh, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of love at this point. Hey, it starts well, hey. with the chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. J JD. So real quick, cause we, this is something we want to talk about cause we don't try to get down into, you know, tell us about the, the diamond press and stuff and all that. Right. So <laughs> I feel like Radford, maybe uh, in addition to everything I've heard about Mike Jones is he's just, you know, the man, he's a wonderful human being yeah. as you know, like Shaka and like, and like coach, um, but I feel like maybe maybe there were some other significant events that occurred in your life there that impacted <laughs> you going forward. So why don't you talk about uh, what I what I think I'm talking about, and then I yeah. assume that's where you met your wife. And then how do you have? I, I I think it's fascinating and awesome 
but it's got to be tough. So how do you guys balance that out? She's in Blacksburg, you're in Richmond. How do you do that? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, my situation is a little different than a lot of others, uh, and I wouldn't recommend it, <laughs> just to be honest with you. But we do make it work. Um, so my wife, when I when I got to Radford, uh, I was actually in a relationship, and shortly after, uh, maybe my second year, she got engaged uh, at the time, and she was just she's first of all she's she's a baller herself like she played hoops growing up she used to go to north carolina's camp uh she loves michael jordan just like i do she she grew up in chicago uh but you know she happened to coach volleyball and um you know she was there and she would just be around we'd be playing pickup at night uh i was still young enough to play then so we'd be playing pickup she'd be hanging around and we were just really good friends and um she ended up breaking off her engagement uh my relationship ended up ending during the second year and during my third and last year I guess about January we kind of we kind of started to to get together and uh come March uh the day after our CBI tournament ended uh actually we lost to ODU which uh oh man I, I never liked it I never liked for that to <laughs> um, and they drilled us it was it was ugly um but the day after you know I'm going to Houston and uh I'll be honest with you we don't make it without her commitment. I mean, she would drive two and a half hours to Charlotte, fly to Houston, come down there for a couple of days uh, or a week or whatever, and then fly back. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't even think about the time you were in Houston, man. I was yeah, three crazy. years in Houston was really, really difficult. And then we obviously uh, we got engaged my last year there. Um, she was ready to quit and she was going to move down to Houston. And uh, when we started making our run that last year in Rice, I told her just to hold on because uh, I felt like something was going to happen. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, we end up at VCU close enough to make it work. And then uh, last January, she got the Virginia Tech job. So, you know, she's she's a really good coach, um, great mother. Uh, we have a two year old now. And, um, you know, so we make it work two two hours and 45 minutes. And when we drive, we drive and just uh, make the best of our time together, whether it's a it's an evening, whether it's a day and a half or, or whether we're fortunate enough, like during the pandemic to actually spend six months together and have a, have a normal marriage, I guess you would say. <laughs> Were you at now, did you spend more time in Blacksburg or in Richmond in that stretch? Richmond. Yeah. Okay. We spend most of our time up here. I mean, the, the, the great part about being a head coach is you dictate your own schedule. I don't have that. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't have that luxury yet. Not yet. Um, Not yet. So uh, yeah, we spend most of the time up there. I think this off season, I'll spend a lot of time down there and um, you know, I want to, I want to see her get that thing rolling. Like I know she can. Right. Well, ah. she's definitely doing better than the UVA staff is doing. We know that. So yeah, rough, rough day, I just saw on Twitter. I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, Matt. They, the whole staff is fired and oh they shut gosh. down the program because yeah. they didn't release why. But it's that I'm just like, holy mackerel, you know. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you you you're a big Michael Jordan fan. Um, from going through your Twitter, it seems like you have a uh, at least an admiration for uh, Eldrick Tiger yep. Woods. Yep. So. Uh, well, is it worth talking about? Because you seem really passionate about him. Yeah, I mean, I grew up, uh, my grandfather played golf about nine years old. He started to get me into the game and then uh, spent a lot of time playing with my dad. Never took many lessons, just kind of got into it and uh, ended up getting pretty pretty good at it. Played a little bit in college along with being 
wow. you know, playing basketball, which, um, you know, was one of the things I was looking for when I, when I went to a school is to be able to play both. And, you know, since getting with coach, my golf game has gotten significantly worse. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. you in touch with uh, Coach Ball. I know Coach Ball. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoy it. I love Tiger's competitiveness. Um, I love the fire that he played with. That's how I played, you know, all sports. Um, I, I love greatness. And, you know, that guy was, you know, he's, he's went, went through a lot and some of it was self-inflicted for sure. Um, but you know, his perseverance, his toughness yeah. has shined through and, um, there was nothing like watching him on Sunday wearing the red. I said in Dayton on Sunday that, uh, in honor of him, I wanted to have a red shirt on somewhere, especially in UD arena. Uh, right. but, uh, I know that's frowned upon in VCU, yeah. uh, VCU country because of, uh, the spiders across town. Yeah. You didn't want that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. He's just from up, he's right here from orange County. I watched that HBO special and I thought, I thought they got a little trashy, but overall, I thought it was pretty balanced. I, I learned stuff about them, and I'm I'm a decent, you know, Tiger fan myself. I learned a lot in that, in that uh, yeah. special. There's a reason we're all the way we are. I mean, there's the influences. I think if we all dove into our own stories and and you really got into it, you would see that so many different people or different circumstances and situations impacted who we became. Yeah. And um, you know, some people can overcome the negative. Uh, some people, it, it ends up haunting them in some way. And, you know, I think they did a pretty honest job of, uh, of giving the story. I mean, obviously none of us really know what went on, but, you know, I thought right. it was unique to see it. And um, I hope he can come back from the car crash. I, I think, yeah, uh, me too. I think was... he's been so good for the tour because he went through so long with just, he didn't talk to anyone. He wasn't friendly. He was just tunnel vision, uh, which I loved about him, but this young generation coming up grew up and played golf because of him. Yep. So what he's now given them, you know, advice and playing practice rounds with guys like Justin Thomas, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, I think that's what this world's about is about giving back. Yep. And uh, he, he's starting to do that, which is cool. Well, one of the guys this weekend, I can't remember it was DeChambeau. One of the, one of the, and they were like, they just said it flat. They're like, there's no, we're not here. If it's not for Tiger, we're not here. We're not making this. He goes, I'm not living the life I'm living. All we owe it all because you know they all wore the red. So yeah, I think it's cool how he's like you said, how he's embraced that elder statesman, that big brother. Where yeah. when, when he was young, he didn't because you know he has a lot in common with Michael and Kobe. Oh yeah, they're almost yeah. they're almost like autistic in the way that they just so focused on the sport. Not that LeBron and Larry Bird and all these other people weren't obviously they have to be dedicated. Yeah, but those three seemed almost like. They lost things, but they were they they just wanted to be the best, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they pursued greatness at the highest level and and didn't let anything get in their way. Right. Uh, it, it just it's a different mindset. Not many people can do that, and there are certain sa sacrifices that yes. come with that. And you know, you lose opportunities and things like that. So yeah, I think you're 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 uh, you're right on, and that's why those guys are are the greats that they are. Yeah, and so um, that that sparked me to think uh, this little um, kind of transition to talking a little bit of shop, a little bit of recruiting shop. We don't want to get too you know deep in the weeds of trade secrets, and we don't want to let everybody know you know all the good stuff you do and all the home runs that have been hit lately. Um, so just wondering about that greatness piece, that that it piece when you're looking at guys. Um, I mean. Like I said, the guys on the court that we've seen this this season have just been tremendous. So beyond being good, so we've seen you know what what they can do on the court. 
what do you look for in recruits? You know, that it factor, what's the key intangible that you're out there looking at? Um, anything outside of the box that you're looking for? Yeah. I mean, uh, and I, and I think this is a, what a lot of people don't understand is recruiting these guys is this, the, the quick three month, five month recruitments, um, is where you end up missing on these pieces that you're talking about and, and like really diving into their work ethic, um, diving into their character. Um, you know, just seeing if they fit the culture that we have uh, at VCU. And I think that now that we've been here for four years, we've been really able to recruit these guys for longer periods of time. And we really know who they are and what makes them go. And I think that's, that's the key is finding guys that you know you're going to be able to connect with and you're going to be able to push because there's a lot of talented basketball players. Right. But the difference between making it or being really good and not making it, it's a few things. I think character, I think your work ethic, um, I think your commitment to, you know, just wanting to be a part of a good team. I think those things are only things that can be evaluated over, over a longer period of time. And I think that, you know, we've made more effort to really get into those areas and to really dive into these guys and, and knowing them. And you're never going to be a hundred percent. And obviously the COVID times have made it even harder, but, um, that's our job. Our, our job is to really dive into these guys and get below the surface and get a chance to know them. And uh, we have a really great group right now and uh, we need to continue to, to do what we've done. And, um, you know, I always feel like coach has a great sense about kids as you get into the recruitment and uh, you know, you kind of, kind of do what you do and, and put him in front of the kid. And I, I think eventually coach kind of, he knows yes or no. And um, that's, that's the unique part about working for him. Nice. That's real nice. Yeah. Is there, is there anybody that you put in front of him? He said, no, I don't know. Or vice versa that. I mean, he, he definitely will throw the questions that you need to, you know, you need to think hard about and And sometimes, you know, in pursuit of trying to get a really good player, you can, you can um, not overlook it, but you can look, I, I guess, look past is a better, better way. And uh, coach coach does a good job. But I also think just as a staff, we try to, to really all get involved and, and all talk about, the, the different guys. And I think that helps, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's about getting it right. And again, it's not about who gets the credit and all that stuff. And um, they're coming here to play for Mike Rhodes, not JD Byers, not Brent Scott, not Jamal Brunt. Like that's not, uh, that's not what this is about. Right. And like I said, I mean, uh, this year's proved it out. I mean, Billy's been hammering it all year. This is the special sauce. This is the secret sauce right here is, is great talent, great character, you know, we see it on the court every game. I mean, we're just so impressed. And, you know, from a, hey, people on the outside looking in say, I'm, you know, ninth, right? And all of a sudden, here we are, we're dancing. I mean, I mean yeah. insane. I, I knew we weren't going to be ninth. I didn't know how good we could be. Uh, you know, the one thing I wouldn't, uh, coaches kind of said you can never count out a, a group of guys that, you know, really love to do it. I, I think you got to take it a step further. You can't count out a group that's as competitive as these guys are. And at the end of the day, that's that's what they are. They're very competitive. Um, they're certainly talented. Um, but, I mean, for how many games we played, I don't know because we had so many games canceled and moved <laughs> that I don't even know anymore. But right. um, even on Sunday, uh, we didn't have our best. Um, you know, Bones getting three fouls in the first six minutes yeah. of the game threw us for a loop. And there we are with two minutes to go. It's a seven-point game, and these guys are – you know, a couple rebounds away from having a chance to win. Like it would have been very easy knowing that we were in the tournament, yeah. win or lose to say 
it wasn't our day. And those guys fought to the fought to the end. And I think that means we got the right guys in the locker room. Um, so Jay, just in this, I know you got to get going. We want you to get your rest. We want you to be yeah. ready to, to roll. But any any thoughts on um, you know, continued recruiting in this new era that looks like we're gonna get some kind of free agency coming up? Like, what are your what are your thoughts on that, real quick? And how do you how do you guys handle that? Well, it's we're we're entering um, a new era of college athletics, um, you know, and everybody has different feelings on it. But the reality is um, the players are, you know, the student athletes are getting more power. And, uh, you know, this is not the time to maybe debate why or how and all that stuff. But that's that's the reality. And, uh, you know, so I think what it is, is first of all, is the guys that are in your program that you've recruited is to do the best job you can with them in building trust, building relationship to try to have a sustainable program. And I think here where we are um, with the level we are and the commitment that VCU has made to basketball, this is a special place to be. And you don't find many places, <clears throat> excuse me, in the country that are better than VCU. And so, you know, I hope that that allows us to really sustain our program and to keep guys for a long time. Um, but yes, this gives us an opportunity to go out and get some other guys that have some college experience but it's still all about the, the right fit and, you know, making sure that we put the right pieces together. Um, so, you know, it's another element um, to it. Uh, you know, it used to be junior college and then it transitioned to prep schools. So this is stuff that we've all went through. It's just, like I said, it's a new era and uh, we have to adjust and be ready to, uh, you know, capitalize on what's best for VCU. I think we'll, um, you know, this is just obviously an opinion and I'm a homer, but like you said, facilities are facilities and coaching staff and the, and the support you get at VCU is unique. I think even if we, you know, do face some losses, right? Because it'd be crazy to think nobody's ever going to leave us because, you know, uh, you know, Marcus left us last year, right? Unexpectedly. Right. And uh, I think the VCU comes out as a net gainer because I think more kids will want to come to VCU than want to leave VCU. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... I haven't, I've played or coached at Carolina. I've coached at, uh, against Carolina, coached against Kentucky. I've been to those venues um, and it's cool. It's awesome. And I'm sure it's, it's great to be a player there, the amenities and everything. <clears throat> Coming out in front of 7,600 people at the stew is, I mean, it's, it's unexplainable. Um, the chills you get when you come out there, even as a coach that's, you know, been in it for 16 years. Um, the fan support, the love they show our players, um, remarkable. The commitment financially, the practice facility, facilities in general, um, you know, unreal. And then the thing is, like, Coach has good people. We have a great staff, and the buildings and the bells and whistles are great, but the people have to make it work. And so it's our job to, to do the best we can to, to make these guys uh, feel at home and to show them the respect that they they need and deserve and to help make them better basketball players and better people. That's our job. And um, that's not for everyone, by the way, because some people just want to come out and hoop and that's all they want to do. And we're, we're about a little bit more than that, which, which makes this place even more special. So, yeah, I think we could be uh, a net gain uh, when it's all said and done, but uh, you know, I just think you have to play the game that's out there and do the best you can to, to win that game as well. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and before we let you out and, and wish you luck and, and safety and all that good stuff, a um, couple really big things. Bubble food, yeah, yay or nay? I mean, I hear a lot of a lot of back and forth about bubble food. What's up? Uh, here's what I would say. Uh, if you wanted better food, um, you would be at home uh, watching the tournament. Amen. So, Amen. I, I don't, I'm not <laughs> complaining about the food. I mean, it's like anything else when you eat the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It gets old. It doesn't matter how good it is. So, you know, but I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to blame the chef right now. Yeah. Yeah. And no. I heard Mike's comment. Uh, I don't want a reporter tweeted it out, but he said, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw, y'all even saw it or not, but it was like, Mike Rhodes said, Hey man, it beats driving a van trying to eat while you're <laughs> driving a van. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the middle of the night, he goes, I got no complaints about the food. Yeah, no, Division Three, we'd have uh, a bag uh, bag lunch with a soggy sandwich and an apple. So now we're doing yeah. we're doing just fine. Right. That humility stays. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, and so I'm, well, I'm coming out there. Any tough questions? I thought you guys had tough questions. I know. Hey, oh, man. Billy set this up. It was going to be tough. <laughs> I said, we want to talk about what you want to talk about, man. Real we're your family, Tiger Woods, <laughs> the good stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, I'm coming out there. Billy's, um, you know, not, I don't know why, but he's not scared of COVID. That's why I'm scared of COVID. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm waiting uh, for my shot. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, bucket list for a lot of people, right. You know, get, get to the dance and, and, you know, cheer on their team. Uh, what's a bucket list for you? Like what, um, you know, masters is coming up. Have you been to Matt? What's, what's that? Never, never, never been actually coach was asking about how to get tickets the other day. Ooh, uh, Mike Jones, Mike Jones is in like the lottery and like he yeah. tries every year, 10 years, uh, man. No, no but, tickets. Yeah. It's so it's so difficult. So I would love to go. That would be, uh, I'd be awesome. I'm hoping to find somebody that can get me on that course. I'd rather go play it uh, than be there and watch it. Uh, right. But you know, that would, uh, that'd be pretty cool. Have um, you played Pebble? Have you played Pebble? I haven't. All right, one day we're gonna do that, man. You, I like you, know, you. You pay six hundred bucks, they let you play. Yeah, yeah, no. If you, <laughs> if you pay the money, they will let you play. Hey, I, I got to play one time. I'm terrible. I haven't played in years, and I got to play that. And I told somebody because they give you a caddy and everything, you know, and, yep. and the pool cart. And I was like, man, if this is how golf was, I'd actually be pretty good at golf. <laughs> I think I shot better at Pebble than I shoot at like public courses. Yeah, because the guy tells you, yes. aim right here, use this club and stuff. It's it's pretty sweet. That is nice. We'll get you out here one day. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, we're, we're just so appreciative of you and the program and just what the guys have done on the court. And, and we're just excited to cheer you on one more time. One big run here. Let's get a big run going. Um, we'll be in town hollering. Um, and y'all stay safe. Um, again, Billy, thanks for hooking this up. Um, Thank you, JD. No, I appreciate you guys. And yeah, you're busy, man. So I know the VCU fans will be loud on Saturday night. I know it's a late, late game, but uh, hey. I, I know I'll be hearing you guys in the, in the stands when we run out there. Yes, sir. Yep, we'll see you out there. Um, and yeah, like I said, y'all stay safe and uh, ramble on. All right, appreciate you guys. Okay. All right.